And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. What a time to be alive. You know? Episode whatever, dude. We roll on the hype train. Keeps on going. Feel the hype. Spread the hype. As always, if you're feeling hype and you're not spreading it, what are you doing, dude? What the hell are you doing? So it's exciting. It's... I don't know what else to say, really. Except to plug my goddamn dates. That's all I'm thinking about. Uh, Look, the tour rolls on. And will this tour ever stop? I hope not. Because then I've got to face the grim realities of what's out there. Away from the stage. Woof! But the tour rolls on. And uh, March 10 to 14, Adelaide at the Rhino Room. Now, if you can think of a cooler name for a venue, DM me. But I think I think those message box will be clear because that's a sick name. Pretty hard to beat that. The Rhino Room. That's exciting. March 10 to 14. Boom. And then Melbourne, March 25 to April 19. Now, I'm doing 22 shows. Now, is that too many shows? Look, it's not not too many shows. So get down and buy a goddamn ticket, okay? My first time doing shows in Melbourne, my own solo shows, I should say. It's going to be exciting. And I'm doing uh, Sydney, April 23 to 26. One of those days is Anzac Day. So that'll be, if you come to the Saturday show after Anzac Day, you know, who knows what sort of Billy D will be rocking up to that one. I'm not sure I'm going to be hosting two up or not. I'm going to absolutely highball the shit out of this pub that wants me to host two up. I'm asking for an aggressive amount of money and semi hoping they say no. But if they if they say yes, it's going to be a long day and a long night. But we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, so, etc. So yeah, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, all the tickets are on the link in my Instagram by ho. So, also, as always, the pod is brought to you by VM Apparel. Best goddamn party shirt south of the equator. You want, you want to find your significant other you want to get a promotion at work, you want to end racism across the Western world, well, you get yourself a VM apparel shirt and you put that on, okay? Because nothing says we are all one like a white guy wearing leopard print, okay? So get around that. Get around me. Would it kill some of you to get around me? That's what the podcast is called. But thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. And what a time it's been. I, I tell you what, dude. It's no rest for the wicked, Came back from Perth, straight back into a full week of gigs at Sydney, thinking, how good's this? But I just happened to line up a pretty brutal week of gigs, if I may say so myself. It was uh, the Bomb Squad, Billy Darcy reporting for duty. Fuck, it was a long week. I did two 25-minute support spots, Monday, Wednesday, in two of the more rougher rooms, a lot of old people. Um, and that was just a long 25 I hosted a show in Bondi where there was only one Australian guy in the crowd. Everyone there was actually very young and or attractive. Okay. So that was exciting. But there wasn't too much in glare in the crowd, I don't think. And it was tough because everyone was backpackers. So I would try and rip on someone. Like someone would be like, I'm Irish. I'd be like, oh, these fucking Irish over here. But then there'd be like enough Irish people. They'd be like, oh, we don't like that. And then I'd be like, oh, but what about these goddamn English people? But there'd be like enough English people. I shout on Brazilians though. That was a pretty, people enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, I tell you what though, Thursday, rough one, rough one, dude. I was getting blood money all last week, getting paid to bomb, but 
I will say this. Last Thursday, particularly rough one. Because you know me, I've got you know, I got a Billabong t-shirt and underneath that I got thick skin, so get out of my way. But so we're doing this gig in uh I also just happened to line up the only two gigs in Cronulla, back-to-back nights. Now, Cronulla, famous for the Cronulla Riots, okay? Now, am I saying they're all horrible people that are still racist? Not necessarily. Am I saying, look, they got a bit of work to do? Fuck yeah, dude. They do have a bit of work to do down there. Because a lot of them are scum. And I was hosting this gig. And hosting is the most difficult spot of the night. And this night, I just did not want to, did not want to host this gig. Drove all the way down there, took like an hour and a half. I get there, there's like freaking 15 people in the crowd, some of which are just absolute scum. I get up there, I just basically just start riffing and raffing, getting, getting the vibe up, etc. And I try to get on side with these young lads. I always look for sort of young blokes in their 20s because I reckon they find me the funniest. And uh, so I always try and get them involved. These guys were absolute scum. Uh, one of them, one of them said I should go back to where I came from, and that he was going to key my Mazda six after the show. Thank you. Keep in mind, this guy was a white guy telling me to go back where I came from. The shit he must be saying to people of color when he's had a few beers must be out of this world. But, but that was that was sort of fun. But also, it wasn't really that fun. But I, I also said that they were all very poor and that after this gig, I would leave to a much richer area, whereas they would have to live and die in this absolute shithole. So, you know, it. look, I'm just saying, I'm not saying I was the good guy either. You know, there was some fucking rockets being thrown around. But um, yeah, and then another guy said I should suck his dick and that he'll be waiting for me in the car park. So look, I still send the invoice off. You know what I mean? I'm getting paid. What are you going to do about it? They called one of my mates fat, one of the other comedians. So that was, that's something you don't really hear too much anymore. But that's, you know, that's still a lot. That's, that'll get someone. You call someone fat, that still gets them. So keep that up your sleeve if you're out there in the wild. Um, but I will say I was going off. I, I do this, this crowd work kind of thing sometimes now where I go, I, I pretend to look at my watch and be like, all right, we got two and a half hours to go. Joking. And I go, no, I got this. I got this whole narrative about getting, about getting molested. You're gonna love it. I go, it's pretty sad. Oh, plot twist. And then I point to some guy in the crowd I was talking to earlier. I go, plot twist. Fucking so and so did it. Gets a bit of a laugh. And then so I point to this old bloke who was by himself, who I was chatting to before. And I was like, plot twist. Fucking Jeff did it. Ah, Jeff, you freaking, you goddamn lunatic. Stop molesting me. Bah. And it's look. It's better when I do it on stage. Okay, I'm not doing it justice right now. Jesus, just back off. Look, you can back off. It's my podcast. It's the last time I'll say it. It is the last time I'll say it. But I do the molested thing. And I will say it did well in the room. So thank you. Um, but then the room runner is like, side of stage on the sound desk. She's like, Billy, what? No. I go, what? I was thinking maybe I've gone over my time. I've got to start the show. So I go, oh, oh, start the show. Jesus Christ. Calm down. Calm down. I've just got that huge molestation laugh. I'm thinking, what? A, it's a perfect time to start the show. So I go, welcome to stage, fucking whatever. And uh, I come up, she goes, Billy, come over here. And, uh, and I go, what? What's wrong? And she goes, do not say that guy molested you again. He already has previously written a letter to management because another comedian called him a pedophile as well. I go, holy shit. 
She goes, when you go back to the, up there, you're going to be very nice to that man and get him back on side. We cannot have them writing any more letters to the manager. I go, oh my God, all right, all right, all right. So it turns out this guy turns up to this comedy show every week just to get called a pedophile. And uh, he just sits there with a jug of beer and just, just gets called an absolute monster for an hour and a half every week and then comes back the next week. So what a guy. And uh, it was one of those times, just going back to those guys who are absolute um, scumbags, it was one of those times where the, the, those guys were such dicks the crowd actually mobilized on my side because people were kind of coming in. By the end, it was probably about 30 people, probably 27. And uh, and by the end, like, I was just standing there. These guys are like, we're going to kill your car, you piece of shit. You'll never leave this place. I'm like, well, fuck it out, boys. Takes two to tango. There's like six of them. But I'm in my, like, stage persona, so I'm not really, I'm not really thinking of the consequences. And then, But then crowd members are like, fuck you. Leave them alone. Like, I've mobilized the crowd because I'm so likable and my hair is... I just watched it that day, you know. So that was that's a nice human moment when people from the crowd start to stand up for you because they're being such scumbags. That was nice. I enjoyed that. But I had a um I had another a few exciting things. Oh my god! I, as I said, I did this gig last night, and if you've never seen me live, fix that. Sort your life out, you know. Bit of an experience. Come feel the hype, okay? So. Do a bit of the old crowd work. I do a fair bit of crowd work, especially when I'm emceeing. And I'm usually, I uh, do MC quite a bit. So do a lot of the old crowd work. And you get a lot of, I'm an accountant. I'm a consultant. I work in software. That's fine. It's not your job to make the show funny. It's my job. But I'm just saying, when you tell me you're an accountant, you're ruining the show. So, <laughs> but I will say, I speak to this lady last night and, uh, and she goes, I'm a psychic slash medium. How cool is this? She goes, I'm a psychic slash be I go, oh my God. So this is like an interesting one. It was almost too interesting. My, my head started exploding with possibilities. And uh, and so she starts where we, you know, we're having a bit of banter and stuff. And um, and then she goes, I'm actually, I, she's not, a, she doesn't read minds. She has the spirits talk to her. And then she relays what the spirits say. Okay. Whatever you think about this psychic shit. Look, I don't even, let's just, let's just. For the sake of me talking about it, let's pretend it's real. Okay? Let's just... Let's chat about this on the proviso that it's a real thing. Okay? I, I don't have the time to get into that. But let's let's pretend it's real. So she starts... I go, oh, can you do a quick reading on me? And she... This is like straight out of the mental. She goes, your mother. Your mother. And I'm, I'm thinking, fuck, here we go. What's, what's she going to say here? She goes, does your mother like to buy you clothes for Christmas? She likes to buy you clothes. The spirits are telling me. I go, I mean, yeah, but it's one of those ones where she technically was right, but it's like all mums want to buy you clothes for Christmas. They want you wearing snazzy little outfits in January. All mums are like that. You know, it's like, oh, do you like oxygen? It's like, well, yeah, technically. I don't, do you, did you need a spirit to tell you that? So then, uh, and also her boyfriend was unemployed. So they were a pretty cute little couple. They were... A psychic medium and an unemployed guy. What a pairing, you know? And uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was wild. And then she comes up to me in the break and, uh, and she's like, she thought uh, she, when she did the reading about um, my mum buying me clothes, she thought she had like rocked me spiritually. She, she comes up in the break and she goes, hey, Billy, just want to say you're doing a great job. 
I just want to say, I hope it didn't scare you with that reading up there. The look on your face when I said I was, I was getting something from the spirits, you look terrified. I go, I was, I, I didn't want to be too rude, but in my, I go, oh, no, 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 it was fine. But in my head, I was thinking, I was fucking laughing. Are you kidding? What, you're just going to have a spirit pop out of nowhere in the middle of a stand-up comedy show? Tell you what my mom likes to buy me? What snazzy outfits she likes to buy me? You know? If I get a piping hot t-shirt and some new converts, that's my business. Okay? That is my business. But uh, she goes, Yo, you look so terrified. Don't be afraid of the spiritual realm. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And uh, and then she goes, also, I got to say, uh, a spirit came in and spoke to me just then. I saw a red polo shirt. What does that mean to you? And she's like really into this. And I go, oh, I go, I'm thinking a red polo means fucking nothing to me. But I go, uh, like two Christmases ago when I, at Westfield where I worked, the Christmas, they made us wear red polo shirts for the Christmas. Like the, literally the three weeks of December, I go, do you know what? Last Christmas, I had to wear a red polo shirt at work. Wow. And she goes, I knew it. I knew it. I saw the red polo. I saw the red polo. I go, yeah, wow, you're, you're, you're a real, you're the mentalist. You're the new Patrick Jane. Go solve some crimes. And I was like, and she was like, if you want to, you know, if you want to talk to me after the show, you just let me know. And I was like, okay, all right, well, we're going to start the show again. So get back to you. Say, thank you so much, Kate, or whatever your name is. And I was like, at that point, I realized, I, I don't, th- okay, let's talk about this for a second. Let's, we know this podcast. We dive deep into the issues, okay? Um, so this whole psychic medium thing, I will say this. I think it could be real. I pretty much believe in anything, to be honest. If you, what you need to know about me is, my first instinct is, yeah, that's real until someone proves it to not be real. Okay, now, is that is that naive? Is that dumb? Or is it exciting? Okay, people who just go, oh, no, nothing's real. No ghosts, no yetis, no spirits, no freaking, you know, no, I don't know, what, what is some other stuff? No God, no, you know, freaking Santa Claus, whatever. It's like, all right. Well, just go and be boring in your own suburb then, you know? Just become an accountant and keep your dumb thoughts to yourself, okay? Now, I'm not saying skeptics are dumb. I'm saying they're boring. There's a difference. There is a difference. So I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much open to everything, anything. I probably wouldn't move into a house if it was known to be haunted. Read into that however you want. And the, yeah, though I was scared of the paranormal activities. So I'm open to this sort of stuff. I just got, I tell you what, I just got a, a text from my friend saying, where the hell is the goddamn pod? I'm recording this one live on the Thursday. So I actually don't mind recording them live because it feels a bit more real time. But anyway, what are we talking about? Psychics. I'm open to it. Do I think it's that there's no such thing as a psychic or a medium, no such thing as spirits? I don't. I'm open to it. Do I think this particular lady was full of shit? Absolutely. Okay, for a number of reasons. Firstly, I hate this whole, I hate this whole generalization thing. You know, if you're going to, like, if a spirit's talking to you, don't you think, don't you think a spirit's going to say some crazy shit? You know, I don't want to hear, does your mum like to buy you clothes at Christmas time? I want to hear Billy on the fourth solstice, the second Tuesday of the equinox, look to the east. You will find the answers you seek. I want something like that. Okay. You know, I want... I want you to look into a fire and be like, when the moon comes and the wolves howl, you will find your destiny. And I'll be like, holy shit. And then one day you're walking down the street 
you're coming back from a freaking a night out or some shit, you realize the moon's full and you hear, you like not a wolf, but a pretty big dog in someone's backyard howling. And you think, what the hell? And then bam, ninjas jump out and you're not scared because you know this is your destiny. And then you just throw a few elbows. You know, that's what I want from a psychic. I want something cool. Like, oh my God. Do, do, have you ever worn a red polo shirt? It's like, what the... Red is one of the primary colours, and a polo is just a collared t-shirt. The odds on this are just so in your favour, and it's revealing nothing, you know? Tell me which mountain to climb, and then I get to the top and I pull a sword out of a rock. Da, You know? That's what I want from a psychic. If you're going to be a psychic, do some psychic shit as well. This lady was wearing, like, she looked like she was dressed as, like, a freaking receptionist. If you're going to be a psychic, wear, like, have dreadlocks with, like, a, a bandana, and some crazy necklaces and bright clothing with big rings and do do this shit with your hands. You know? And, and when you get my prophecy, I want you to do that Harry Potter shit. Or like from Avatar where like the psychic reads your prophecy and you just go like, I've never heard anything like it. Oh my God, you're the chosen one. You will bring balance to the force or some shit, you know? Give me, give me the goods, you know? You will wear a red polo shirt at your accounting job for the rest of your life. And also, you will continue to enjoy the beverage of water. Come on. Amp it up a little bit, you know? Tell me I'm going to unite the East and the West with a sacred blade. All right, you get it. But, but yeah. So, I think the, I'm open to psychics. I've never had a... I don't think I've had a psychic reading before. But, um, but I do think this particular lady was full of shit. Um, so take, read into that how you will. But another thing I did over the weekend, now I will say I went out Saturday night, big return to the Sydney circuit for Billy D. What a time it was. And not too many good stories, I don't think, but, um, but Sunday, Sunday, I did something really fun. Probably one of the funnest days I've had in recent times. This was right up my alley. I hosted, no, I didn't host. I commentated, I guess I commentated slash hosted a charity celebrity cricket game, the annual KM Classic in honor of the late grade Kean Mantle. Great charity cricket game that happens every year down at Manly uh, for the last three years, uh, raising money for cancer. It's a really, really good thing. And and it's also just a really fun day aside from the charity. So they have sort of a local, local players team and then they have like a celebrity team. And I, I got on the mic last year when it should be said, I was quite hammered. And um, one of my mates, like, won Married at First Sight, and he's one of the celebrities, so I always rip into him. And I can't tell if he enjoys it or hates me for it, but it could go either way. I hope he I hope he knows it comes from a place of love. And uh, But th- this year, there was some there was some NRL players, some Sydney Swans players. Um, there was Matty J, The Bachelor. He won The Bachelor. And then uh, my mate Cam, who won Married at First Sight. And... There was Maddie DeGroot from Fitzy and Whipper, the Ready Ho. And uh, it was some, some great times. The Sydney Swans guys really didn't cop any heat off me because I don't actually I don't actually know who they are. I don't follow the AFL. But even the Seagulls guys, I'm not a huge NRL guy. But but I will say, Maddie J, the Bachelor legend. I tell you what, Fox Sports presenter, ja- no, he works at Channel 10 now, I think. Channel 9. James Bracey does a lot of presenting for the cricket uh, or maybe the tennis now. And the NRL, I don't know if you know this guy, James Bracey. I will say, 
Legend of a guy, okay? Legend. The most uncoordinated man I've ever come across, all right? Now, that's fine. Be uncoordinated. But I feel like if you're going to be a sports reporter, you've got to have some... I would just assume you're good at sports. You know, I was ripping into this guy being like, Bracey, you know, last time I saw you run that fast, you were running out of the Fox Sports building, you know, because he left Fox Sports. That's the joke there. But but I was ripping into this guy and then he, he, he was batting. And I was like, oh boy, this is, maybe I should be nicer to this guy. He's batting like a goddamn make-a-wish kid out there, you know. But I was on the mic. It, it was just the funnest thing because I'm literally, I'm up in the grandstand, microphone in one hand, beer in the other, just shitting on someone anytime they made an error. And it was just, it was fun. It was just fun. And um, it was a really fun day. And and then they had a big raffle at the end. And I like emceed the raffle and that was quite fun. By this point, I've had like seven beers. So, but we were going okay. I was ripping on the Swans guys and stuff and we're doing the raffle. It was all fun. And then, and then at the end, like literally second last joke of the day, I was like, oh, like, da-da-da, don't worry. You don't have to take me seriously, guys. I'm a comedian. I'll probably kill myself in two years anyway. And there was like a lot of kids around and everyone was kind of like, oof, Jesus. <laughs> Are you right there, mate? I was like, oh, God, so close. So close to a pretty much an incident-free day. And I just said I'm going to kill myself in front of all these six-year-olds. So that was the only real problem. But yeah, that was okay. That was okay. It wasn't too bad. But I didn't swear or anything like that. I feel like swearing would probably be worse. But it was such a fun day. Probably my dream gig. And I always, a bit of Manifest Destiny. My dream, dream gig is to host the Australian Cricket Awards, but do it like Ricky Gervais does the Golden Globes. Like just absolutely just tear strips off everyone at the start. I don't know why they don't get someone to do that. That would be so fun. That's the closest I've got was commentating this uh, celebrity cricket game. All right, so that was, was that a good story? It's hard to tell if something's a good story if I just really enjoyed it at the time and I want to tell you about it. Do you know what I mean? I said I was going to kill myself. That's pretty exciting. Um, okay, so a couple other things we have. Uh, oh, we got, a, we got a good strikeout city that's been sent in. Okay, I will say this. I will say this. All right. Actually, got a fair bit to get through here. Apologies. But also, no, you enjoy the pod. I take back that apology. Lap up this sweet content. But I, t- I tell you what, this is this is one. This is a, just a... I got a couple of little stories. Now I got a, another thing. I got a strikeout city. And then we're out. Okay? So. Don't you hate it when someone's doing something weird or being a creep and they lump you in? Like, they look at you as if you... They like look at you like, oh, yeah, this guy gets it, and you're like, what? I'm not part of this. It's like when someone, it's like when someone just freaking, you know, says something like, like racist mid conversation, and the fact they were able to just say that freely in front of you means they think you would probably agree with that, and it's like, whoa, 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 you know, hey. So I had this happen to be um, the other day. So I'm walking along, and um, at this shopping center. And and I'm walking along and there's this like hot chick in front of me, maybe like I don't know, 10, 15 meters in front of me. And this this uh like delivery guy goes uh walk like walks past, just literally like cranes his neck and just stares at her tits so aggressively. Like he's walking towards me. The girl's 
the girl is walking the same way as me, 10 meters ahead. He's walking towards us, just stares at her so aggressively. As she walks past, he literally just turns his whole body and he's like, just stops and he's just staring at her, just going like, he just can't believe how hot she is. He's just like, oh my God. And it just like, it's the most aggressive stare down I've ever seen. And he's like 53. And does that make it more creepy? Fuck yeah, it does, dude. But so I'm like, oh my God, dude, like try and be a little bit more subtle, you know? Like I'm sure this this girl gets bloody looked at all day, but it's like, just try and be subtle. You know, at least make the effort. Like this is just blatant. Like this guy is just, he literally stopped and just craned his neck and he's just like, she's walking off and he's just standing there now, just looking at her, just going like, my God. And, uh, and I'm walking... I still walk, so I walk by, so he turns around and sees me, and he goes, oh, mate, what about that, hey? And I go, yeah, 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 right. And he's like, he's like stopped me at this point. He goes, mate, you live around here? I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you must just walk around here all day, mate, with your eyes popping out of your fucking head, I reckon. You'd be walking around staring at their ass and tits all day, wouldn't you, mate? You sick son of a bitch. I go, what? And he's like, oh, mate, I tell you what, my God, mate, some of the women around here, the things I do, mate. And I was like, whoa, whoa, all right. I go, yeah, yeah, they're pretty hot. All right, I'll catch you later. He goes, whoa, what's your problem, mate? You're single? You're married? You're confused? You got a broken heart, brother. Is that the problem? I go, what? No? I go, he's like, well, what are you? I go, oh, I'm single. He goes, oh, you lucky son of a bitch to be single with tarts like her walking around, mate. I can only imagine the damage I do, mate. Keep in mind, this guy's like freaking four foot one, bald and hairy as fuck. And he's like, oh, mate, you and me, mate, walking around looking at these sorts, mate, two in the same. And I go, I feel like you've really just overextended with this one, mate. Like, you, your eyeballs almost touched her ass. They were popped out of your head that far. And he's like, oh, anyway, mate, you're a lucky man. And then he, like, grabs me on the shoulder so aggressively and goes, see you later, champ, and just walks off. And I go, fuck it, dude, this piece of shit. I tell you what, this guy, man, he's, he's, he's an absolute creep. He's cover log. He's lumped me in with him. He's fucking, he's going, what is up? You've got a broken heart. Are you single? What's wrong with you? Then he's, then he's aggressively grabbed me and called me champ on top of it all. Just an absolute shellacking over three minutes. I tell you what, I couldn't believe it. And he's walking off going like, I'm the man thinking that fucking nerd back there wouldn't know a pair of tits if they slapped him in his stupid face. I wish I, I wish I was like, mate, you're a fucking weirdo. Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, cause he obviously didn't live in the area. Should have given him a bloody, how dare you champ me at the end of that. The champ thing really got under my skin at the end because he said it with such vigor. He was like, champ. And then he was like laughing. as He, he laughed as he walked off. What a piece of shit, you know? I hate that. But I will say this, um, another short one. I just want to fix this camera because it's always weird. Um, uh, all right. So speaking of said shopping center, is that working? Okay. Speaking of said shopping center, this is a good one. So this shopping center that I work at, a guy, I think he was officially stabbed off the premises. I should say, allegedly, probably shouldn't be talking about this, but a guy got stabbed the other day. Whoa, dude, that'll spark up your Tuesday. Um, and, uh, so he got stabbed, I think allegedly, and I think he got stabbed off the premises. So whatever, I don't know, sue me, but I didn't stab him. Who told you I stabbed him? So this guy got stabbed, right? Wild. And, uh, 
How's this? This guy gets stabbed, right? It was probably something drug-related, I would say. And I live in, like, a pretty, you know, suburban, nice area. It's not, not a lot of stabbings, okay? So this really, this is a real, you know, this makes you weak. Someone gets stabbed, you know, that's a bit of excitement. All of a sudden, fucking hell, it's lunchtime, you know? Your, t- your day flies by when someone's got a knife hanging out of him. And he got stabbed sort of, uh, I'm saying, the left side of his stomach. But how's this? This guy got stabbed, right? He was wearing Adidas slides when he got stabbed. I thought that was so funny. This guy got stabbed with no socks on. Do you know how disrespectful that is? Like, that guy's left his house. Most casual... Let me just... Oh, fuck it. I'm just going out. I'm just going down the shops. So I'll just put my slides on. You know, not a big deal. It's probably like a half hour round trip. Next thing you know, you got a goddamn knife hanging out of your stomach. No shoes. What? You know? Like, if a guy goes out jeans, socks... Nice walking shoes. Oh, I've got a big day ahead. You know, anything could happen to that guy's day. If he gets stabbed, he goes, fucking hell, well, that's life for you. This guy is wearing Adidas slides and gets stabbed. I'm sorry, but he, he was not expecting that. He, he just wanted to go down to Woolies, get a freaking six-minute lasagna or whatever, and get home. Bam. Eat this steel, son. <laughs> but the funny thing, that, so that's whatever, allegedly. And uh, so anyway. Then there's this old English guy that works at the Woolies. And he's like an old, old school guy. And uh, if, if you've listened to all the episodes, this is the guy who famously just is a lovely guy, but on occasion will say the N-word. And you just got to breeze right past that. So, um, uh, so I'm talking to him about it. I go, fucking hell, Ron, what about this guy getting stabbed? He goes, oh, mate, crazy, crazy. And he goes, and... Um, and he's talking about it too casually. He's like, oh, man, yeah, you get stabbed like that. I tell you, what, you got to stop the bleeding pretty quick. Otherwise, I go, yeah, what would you, I guess you just sort of put your hand over it. Try and, um, try and sort of stop the bleeding. Is that what you do? And he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, he goes, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what to do when you get stabbed. I go, what? He goes, yeah, this is what you do. So this is actually probably a bit of a, um, educational segment, this one. So if you get stabbed, this is what you do. This is coming from Ron and Ron's got those old school English gang tattoos where they're all like faded out, like some guy did them at, at a pub, you know? So if you get stabbed, right, here's what you do. If you get stabbed horizontally in the stomach, you sit up and that closes the wound, okay? If you get stabbed horizontally, sit up. Um, now, if you get stabbed vertically, you want to lie down and that closes the wound that way. And then just stay in that position and, and from then... Try and cover up the wound and stop the bleeding. But if you just, if the wound's open and you try to cover up, it's not going to work. You're just going to bleed to death. So yeah, horizontal, sit up, vertical cut, lie down. I'm pretty sure that was how it goes. Let me double check that. Uh, yep. So then I go, at this point, I'm a little suspicious of Ron. I go, he knows a bit too much about getting stabbed if you know what I mean, because he's the greeter at Woolies. He's a really lovely English guy. He's the guy who goes, yep, bananas on aisle three. Mrs. Thompson, it's so good to see you again. How are you? Let me help you with that. So he's just a just a lovely guy. But he seems to know a lot about getting stabbed. So what are we doing here, Ron? You know? So I go, fucking hell, Ron, you've been stabbed before or something. He goes, yeah, mate, three times. And I go, what? He goes, yeah, I've been stabbed three times. I go, right. You know when someone just clicks and you their eyes, like, change a different shade and you just see like a whole other past his eyes just kind of rolled back and he was like i was like i could see into like 
like London in the 70s. I was like, whoa, dude. He goes, yeah, I got, I got stabbed twice in the army, once at a pub. And he got stabbed, I think, once in the stomach, once in the back. And and that was in the army. I go, right. And then he goes, I got stabbed at the pub once. I go, where? He goes, back of the head. And I go, whoa, Jesus Christ. I thought you got stabbed in the head. You just, you didn't get stabbed. You just got killed. That's what I thought. But I guess it wasn't a big enough knife. He said it was just a little fucking small knife. At this point, I'm like, what the hell's happening? He goes, yeah, pulled the thing out of my skull. He goes, feel that? I felt the bump on the back of his head where he got stabbed. Keep in mind, this is like 2 p.m. on a goddamn Tuesday, okay? Who's expecting this shit? But, so it's it's freaking wild. And uh, so he goes, he goes, I pulled the knife out, slashed him across his stupid fucking face. I go, right. Okay, all right. Jesus Christ. I go, where, where did you live, Ron? It seems like it was a wild area. He goes, East London in the 70s, mate. You would not leave the house without a gun if you wanted to live. I go, right. And he goes, but that's the thing, mate. We all carry guns and knives. But at the end of the day, we were genuine people, mate. We'd help you out if you need it. We were genuine people. I go, oh, well, as long as you were genuine, mate, I'd hate to get stabbed by a dishonest man, you know? Some guy's just unloading half a clip of lead into your fucking stomach. You go, you're not a liar, are you? (laughs) Please tell me you're a genuine man. I say it to you. (laughs) But you would not leave the house without a gun. But we were genuine. He was like defensive about it. He was like, but we were genuine people, mate. We'd tell the truth. We'd help you out if you need it. Like, as a guy's just fucking... Don't worry, mate. I'll take care of your kids. Oh, God. Thank you for being so genuine. Oh, dude. Oh, fuck yeah. That's funny. Oh, God. That's the highlight of the pod so far for me. Grow up, you know. All right. I think that was the last little story I had. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got a uni thing. Then I got a strikeout city thing. The strikeout city sent in. It's like a pretty good one. And it's actually something I'm passionate about. I'm going to spray the shit out of the bloke. So, um, but a lot of people got back to me about the whole uni thing. A lot of people enjoyed it. Okay. That's a quote. One guy said, I enjoyed that. So put that on a poster, mum. Uh, but so I wanted to do another bit of uni banter for you fucking sick freaks out there starting uni. Um, so I thought I'd do a thing, right? Because everyone's doing different degrees, but I feel like everyone that's doing the degree, like, it, the degrees attract the same sort of people, everyone. So I thought I'd do a little what your degree says about you. Okay. So what your degree says about you, I'd say, let's, I'm just going to go through them all and just basically rip on everyone. So let's get around this. Um, okay. First off, if you're doing an arts degree, I would argue that you actually never got into uni. This is, and make no mistake, glorified TAFE. Um... What What is your degree? No one knows. Who are you? You know, you don't know who you are, but it's okay. You have years of unemployment ahead of you to work it out. So strap in for that. Um, but then the complete, I'd say the other end of the spectrum, law. All right. Now, law is, a lot of people are just doing law because they got the mark to get into law. It's an ego thing. You know, most half those people don't want to be lawyers, but they got 99 and they thought, fucking hell, I could do law. Imagine what my auntie and uncle would say about me then, hey? Bet those family barbecues would be a little bit more friendly. But a lot of people, 
they're very stressed out. They're a bad energy to have around you because they're always stressed. You know, they're like, oh, I got to read, I got to read this whole book and do 5,000 words by next Tuesday. I'm freaking out. It's like, dude, it's week two. Calm the fuck down. Okay. It's a little bit much what you're doing right now. Uh, but the thing with law is a lot, it's a lot of them carry on, you know, oh, I'm doing law, I'm doing law. Freaking most of them are going to drop out anyway. They'll be doing communications this time next year. All right. So I'd say most, most of you people who are doing law and you know who you are. If you're not, you're not going to make it for the long haul. Just go to the law ball. That's a lot of fun. And, uh, and when you, when you drop out, which most of you will just, just let it go. You're no longer a special law person. You're just a fucking idiot like the rest of us. So, so brace yourself for that. That's what I would say. Now I will say this. I would say medicine is the other really smart one. I would say people who do medicine are just as smart as the people who do law, but they're much, much better blokes. You know, it's like you're a genius, but you actually want to help people instead of, you know, taxing some grandma on her bakery and, you know, freaking prosecuting animal rights lawyers and stuff. You're freaking goddamn it, people who do law. Some of you are evil. I've seen suits. Um, but yeah, medicine, those people... I will say this, just because someone's doing medicine and they want to help people doesn't mean they can't also be an absolute piece of shit. So watch out for that because you think, oh, this guy's a doctor. How good's this? And then bam, he's broken a schooner glass over your fucking head because he let your guard down. Uh, but yeah, doctors, I think are very probably caring people. But I will say, this is, a, okay, so we got medicine. Then we got nurses and I'm going to lump in primary school teachers with nurses because I don't know if anyone's seen this, but nurses are possibly nurses and primary school teachers are low-key the loosest group of lunatics on the planet i don't know what it is they're like jekyll and hyde you know by day the most caring soft nurturing people by night they're sculling fireball and vomiting on security guards i don't know what it is you know mrs thompson by day handing out reading assignments oh it's nap time kids then she's freaking you know, going home with two bikers on the fucking weekend. That might be a bit intense, but you see what I'm saying, okay? So, and yeah, nurses and primary school teachers. Nurses, I guess maybe it's the shift work, sends them a bit loopy. The primary school teachers, though, yeah, these people are lunatics. I don't know what goes on there. This is a, this is a big one, this one. Um, this is a huge one. Probably, uh, this is the most popular degree, you know? The most unique degree you could do, commerce marketing if you're doing commerce marketing congrats you are a unique flower my friend in, enjoy the ride you know you'll be surrounded by four thousand people in a theater who also didn't really care what they wanted to do at uni so they just did commerce marketing here's a question for you what is marketing can someone for the love of god tell me because every time you ask someone they just throw buzzwords at you like digital optimization target audience demographics synergy it's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, I don't, I don't know what goes on, dude. But I will say marketing students are probably some of the best people at uni because they're probably they're probably as smart as maybe like an engineer, some of them, but without the ambition. You know, they're just marketing. They just go, look, just sort me out with 70K. I'm going to marry my high school sweetheart anyway. We'll get a house, have a few kids. That'll do me. I'm tired. You know, and, and whatever you do, don't talk to a marketing student during the one big assignment they have to do every year, the business plan. Oh, no, I've got my business plan, my business plan, my business plan. It's like, fuck, just, okay. 
what's the plan? You know, well, I've got this made up company. It's, it's a, it's a florist that I want to put into an area where florists don't do well. It's like, all right, whatever, dude, you piss me off more than the law students at this point. But I will say, uh, engineering, this is a big one. Okay. Engineering. Engineers are very smart. It's a good practical degree engineering. Unfortunately, due to the fact there's only three girls that do engineering each year in Australia, these poor engineering blokes have pretty much lost their fucking mind when it comes to the opposite sex, you know? They are just so deprived of any sort of female attention. They're starting to find their own protractor sexy at this point. You know, I want to give a quick shout out to the to the girls that do engineering and are somehow trying to focus on the angles of a bridge with 450 virgin eyes just laser beaming into the back of their head. You know, that's a lot of pressure to be one of the three girls in a 400 person lecture. Like, I tell you what, if you want to, you want to talk about, you know, our country six is a, is a city 10 or whatever. You could be a genuine four. You'll be an engineering 11. So any girls that struggle with confidence enroll in engineering 101 and wait for your inbox to explode. All right. But I tell you, yeah, engineering, it's, it is a good degree. And, and the engineers don't carry on. I will say that. So fair play to the engineers because it's it's a tough degree, but they, they just get on with it, you know? Most of them, to be fair, a lot of them are autistic. You know, they, they're a little bit too into the angles and the numbers, but still, I respect the no-fuss approach. Um, this is big one. Physio and sports science are pretty much just people who couldn't let go of their own failed sporting dreams. Look, you got as high as third grade, and yeah, you were never really that good. It's fine, let it go. Get a real job. Sport. You, you, these people are like, oh, I never played cricket for Australia. Maybe I'll be the bowling coach. It's like, I think they'll just get someone who's really good at bowling to be the bowling coach. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That's... I saw this... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, sidebar. I saw this tweet the other day. This fucking nerd on Twitter, dude. This is unreal. This guy commentates like the Sheffield Shield cricket games. And Michael Clark got, ho- got hired as the host... Um, of the Big Breakfast Sports radio show. I don't even know what it is. But it's um, it's like Michael Clark and Laurie Daly are the hosts. And this guy who commentates the Sheffield Shield games and like works in radio or some shit. These people suck. Um, he goes, he goes very happy for Michael Clark and his opportunity. But I've got to say, it's very frustrating as someone who works in the industry that people who have more experience in radio don't get these opportunities ahead of famous people. You know, uh, we have the experience and the and the skills. It's like, yeah, but... You're not Michael Clark, you know? It's like you're not former Australian test captain Michael Clark. Why would anyone give a fuck about your opinions? It's like, yeah, but I interned at uh, Nova 969 for a year and a half. I'm ready. I'm ready for this opportunity. It's like you're just some guy, you know? Like, I love this guy. He's like, oh, man, like the thought that he thinks it came down to, to him. There'd ever be a situation where it comes down to him and Michael Clark for the opportunity. And they're, and they're, the head of the radio station is like, man, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do here. I mean, fuck it. I mean, we got Michael Clark. I mean, he's famous. He's one of the greatest batsmen of all time. Um, he knows the game better than anyone. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to get a lot of new listeners. Um, just, a, just a real great of the game. You know, his opinions are worth gold. And then we got we got James. Obviously, he's done a bit of commentary for the Sheffield Shield. He's done some radio stuff. Um, he graduated with honors at Macquarie University Media. Oh boys, let's let's take lunch. This is too close to call. It's like, dude, just fucking 
like these people who want to work in the sports industry but weren't it's like are you a former sporting great then get the hell out of here okay what is happening like blows me away these people who think they can <laughs> not be not be a former sporting great not really have any charisma or any like particular angle you know they just speak clearly on the mic not be funny not not really bring anything to the table just the fact they've they do the job is worth anything to anyone. It's like, just get the fuck out of here, dude. Okay, these hosts. Anyone who wants to be a host but doesn't want to actually bring anything. You know, I, I'm not funny. Uh, I'm not famous. I don't really have any skills. I'm a host. I'm a, I'm a TV and radio host. So just hire me because why wouldn't you? You know, I'm just some guy with nothing really to say, but I can read off the teleprompter. So uh, what are we going to start this at? $300,000 a year or what? Get your fucking life together, dude. Anyway, I of course we want to hear from Michael Clark, you know. All right, so sorry about that. Um, and this is actually kind of a good segue. This next one I was going to say was communications and media, people that do this. Um, I would say these people, if you study communications and or media, I would say you probably wanted to do marketing, but you're dyslexic and you can't deal with numbers and that's fine. So you come over, you don't know what PR is, but it sounds cool. So, and you think, you know, many people, you, you, you listen to the radio, you watch TV, you think, holy shit, why don't I be on radio and or TV? And then you've gone into the uni handbook, you've gone, well, let me do a bit of media, a bit of communication, you know? And uh, look, it's a, look, I did media, I don't know why I'm, I'm shitting on so hard, but uh, so it's can be a fun degree, you know, you host a bit of the old radio, but at the end of the day, if you do media or communications and you want to be in front of the screen, in front of the mic, you will end up getting coffees for whatever bachelor contestant or former AFL player gets that job ahead of you. So just remember that Brendan Favola likes his long blacks with two sugars. Okay, thanking you. Um, but yeah, so that was a uni thing. I feel like I'm about to black out after that. I fucking hate that guy on Twitter. What a nerd. Um... But yeah, all right, so that went a little bit longer than I thought, but that's okay. So now we've got a strikeout city, and then when then we're off to the races. Happy bloody Thursday, you sick fucks. Um, okay, so this is a strikeout city. This one's pretty good, and uh, it's sent in from Matt Lamerton, or Lamerton. I hope for his sake it's Lamerton. Matt Lamington, thank you, my friend, for sending in, and... Uh, Feel free to send in the strikeout cities. I know I haven't done as many of them recently, but keep sending them in. Or if you've got a Pelican of the Week, whatever. Send in whatever, dude. I'll talk. I just want to fill the fucking 50 minutes. I don't give a shit. Um, you know, send in a story that you think is worth telling. Send in a topic. And uh, every time I see send in a topic, people like talk about fucking Muslim abortions or something. I'm like, ugh. Send in a fun topic, okay? But this is a good one. So this send in from Matt Lamington. You're going to love it. So, it's, hey, Bill. That's me. Uh, went out with a mate for dinner tonight, and I might have a strikeout city contender for you. Okay. I was sitting in the pub having dinner with my mates, or with my mates, one of which, Michael. Okay. Midway through my Munda Pizza and Schooner $15 special. That's a good special, by the way. Pizza and Schooner 15 bucks. That's pretty impressive. On a Monday, that's exciting. A group of genuine 10s walk in. Okay. You have my attention. The tens walk in and sit a few tables away from us. 
Michael was pretty taken by one of them in particular. I told him to go and chat to her. Obviously, easier said than done, you know? You're sober on a Monday. You've, you've, got a, you've, you've got a stomach full of Supreme Pizza. You know, you ordered a pale ale. Was it a mistake? It was. You're feeling bloated. I get it. So he doesn't go over and talk to her. He thought the most successful way to um, have, a ch- have a run would be to pull out his phone, open his Tinder and reduce the search distance to the minimum of two kilometers and see if he could match with her. The bloke wasn't even willing to take a swing. Happy to stand there and watch the ball fly across the plate. Definitely won't be in my starting 11 anymore. So, wow, that came from Matt. That was that last sentence had some venom behind it. It really did. Um, look, a few things here. Okay, so Matt's friend Michael. Let's just get it on the table early. You're a coward. Okay, there's no, there's no ifs and or buts about it. Um, this whole... Okay, I do pretty much a bit about this exact thing. You can see this on my YouTube. Tinder is making blokes weird. This is exactly what I talk about. So get on the YouTube. I pretty much answer this question in stand-up form. But this whole thing of like, blokes, it's live and die by the sword, okay? You get rejected. You get rejected face-to-face, okay? What is this This whole thing? If you did match with her, let's let's play a game. Let's say you did match with her. What are you going to do? Message her, say, hi, I'm sitting behind you. Yep, that's me with the black hair and the supreme pizza. Could you come and say hi to me? I do not have the confidence. What? You know, like, get out there. And if you're going to get rejected, get rejected like a man in front of everyone. Okay? What you match with it, you're going to message that night saying, Hi, I saw you at the pub tonight. And then, yeah, I saw you drive a Honda Civic. I was in the bushes. Thank you for matching with me. Do you want to get a cocktail next week? Like, dude, what is this? It's creepy. That's what it is, Michael. Sort it out, okay? This whole uh, Tinder is no... The whole point of Tinder is to match with people you would otherwise not meet, okay? You, you chuck the radius on freaking 30Ks and you go, holy shit, it's Claire from fucking Cronulla. What's going on here, you know? How's this? And then you're talking to Claire. You would never have otherwise met Claire, Maybe you marry Claire. Maybe you have sex with her. Maybe Claire says, sorry, I swiped on you by accident. Okay? It doesn't matter because you would otherwise never have interacted with Claire. That's the point. Okay? Tinder is not is not made to fucking help you cross the one and a half meter bridge to the next table. All right? Throw those shoulders back and get out there. Okay? You live and die on your own accord. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. On a Monday, you're sober. She sounds so attractive. You didn't describe her, but... In my mind, she's the hottest chick ever. It's a tough one. I'm not saying it's easy. But anything worth doing, it's not easy, you know? I would say probably in that situation... And and you know what the worst part is? Do you know what really pains me? Is that you're at the table swiping away on this two-kilometer Tinder radius. What's happening with the lads? You're not offering anything anymore, are you? Hey, Michael, what about this? What about that? You're your head down swiping. So now you've... You, you've mugged yourself off by not having the courage to go over. And now you've mugged your mates off. That's where I draw the line. That is where I draw the goddamn line. Okay? Because it's one thing. It's one thing to not have a crack. It's another thing to not offer anything at a table. Okay? Because it's a pizza and it's a schooner for $15. But what is it? It's BYO banter. Okay? So offer something at the table, you know? Coronavirus. What do we think, lads? Hey? Are we all going to die or what? Hey? Hey? Lamington, what do you reckon? Okay, offer something at the table. It's a Monday night dinner. Let's chat. What have you been up to, mate? Now you're swiping away. You, it's it's just tough to hear. 
it really is tough to hear. And it's like this whole thing of like, you know, if you can't, if you can't say it to a girl's face, you shouldn't be fucking doing it on Tinder, you know? It's just, and you know, it's tough. I would say best case scenario, I don't know, what do you, what do you do? What, what, what would you do in that situation? I would probably pretend to trip over and fall in her lap and be like, oh, hi. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Okay. But at least, all right. So in that situation, I've just struck out for sure. You can't just fall in a chick's lap, but at least I've struck out in real life. Okay. What would you do? It's tough to approach a table, buddy. You probably just go up and say, hi, say, hi, I'm Michael. I'd say you probably call yourself Mike. No one wants to be called Michael. You sound like an old man. And you say, hi, I'm Mike. I couldn't help but notice you're an absolute 10. And then you just shake her hand, but plot twist, you look her friend in the eye. What? Yeah. Now you're in both of their heads. Okay? And then you just put a business card down. Write one up if you have to. And you say, girls, enjoy your pizzas. I would recommend the Supreme. And then you just, you walk into the bathroom and you climb out the window. You never come back. Mysterious. Okay? That's how you get it done. And that way, you're not mugging your friends off. You're having a crack. It's all happening. So that's Strikeout City. Look, Michael, mate, you seem like a great guy. You really do. Um, but you've got some work to do. There's no doubt. Um, but yeah, keep in mind, yeah, Tinder is meant for girls you would otherwise not meet. Okay? If you're in a pub, you're in it. You are Tinder at that point. The pub is Tinder. So yeah, I'd, I'd just show some courage out there, lads, for Christ's sake. So that's uh, that's an exciting thing. Um, look, yeah, Michael, definitely won't be in my starting 11 anymore. So that's a little brag from my, from Matt Lamington that he has 11 friends. In fact, he's got more than 11. Each weekend, if you want to go out with Matt, he's he puts the team sheet up on a Friday night and goes, lads, who's... I'm sorry to those of you that were cut. Um, feel free to talk to me on Monday. You've, you've got some work to do. You know, work on your processes. So this guy, this Matt, I tell you what, he sounds like a tough friend, to be honest. Imagine uh, one weekend you think you're having fun. Next weekend you go, Matt, let's do it all again. He goes, I'm sorry, you've been you've been benched. Go uh, go circuit with the reserve grade boys tonight. Fucking hell, Matt Lamington. Jesus. So that's interesting. Thanks for sending that in, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, Michael, switch on. And that feels like it should be the end of the podcast. It really does. Um, 54 minutes. Are you goddamn kidding me right now? My God, 54 minutes of free hot content, people. And uh, we had that stabbing thing. That was genuinely, I thought that was actually quite hilarious. So say what you want about the rest of the pod, but that stabbing thing was fucking hot. So look, just come to my goddamn shows. Somebody come to a show. Um, and yeah, so Adelaide in a couple of weeks, and I got a good feeling about Adelaide, I will say. Got a good good, good goddamn feeling. And also, um, I don't know what I'm still talking about. But I will say that, yeah, okay, we should have ended this one. Guys, look, at the end of the day, just tell your friends, spread the hype, spread the goddamn hype, you enjoy the pod. I'll tell, I'll tell you what you could do, if you're enjoying the pod, if I post a clip on Facebook, Instagram, tag a couple of mates in that, that would be helpful. Um, even if you already heard it in the pod, you know, just humor me. So yeah, anyway, tell your fucking friends and, uh, and just, just whatever, you know. Thank you. Thanking you. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long Oh, 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 oh